this week on Strong Arm Sports Podcast. The kid is young, he's 18 years old, and when you're 18 years old, you do stupid stuff. As a parent, this is where you have an opportunity to teach your kids about doing stupid things. You gotta let them take the punishment that come with them doing mm. stupid things. We supposed to be the losers, but we win it, no. They used to laugh at us, now we win it, no. They used to tell me never in my lifetime. I guess they wasn't in their right mind. All right, what's going on, folks? Welcome to a brand new exciting episode of Strong Arm Sports Podcast, the realest sport podcast in all the land. True. I mean, in all the land. All of True. <laughs> Check us out, folks. We are back today to wrap up the previous weekend sports in dramatic fashion with no BS, yep. no sugarcoating, and no biases. Just the strong arm truth. That's what you can find here. This happens to be the first time you watched our show on YouTube or listened to it on any of our various podcast channels. I am one half of the show. I go by the name of K Spade, the prospect. And I'm your boy, Lepravis57, and together we form Strong Arm Sports Spade. Yes, sir. Man, what a week. And I know I say that every I know I say that every week, Spade, but a lot of things happened this week. Yeah, I mean, good things, bad things, some things we were scratching our head about, and we here yep. to bring it to you guys today, share what you share our thoughts, and get you guys' thoughts as well. Spade, I want to start in the NFL. I know you don't want to be there. We always start with the NFL, though. I know that ain't where you want to be. That's why I start there. I get okay, the first topic game week. I get the first topic game week. We starting in the league. The best damn All right, league. I guess there. that's cool. What we got? Spade. It was a game. It was a game this past week. It was the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, you know, it's always, when those two teams play, it's always some shit. It's always some shenanigans. It's always something, whether it's Burflick, A.B., whether it's Ben Roethlisberger, whether it's Andy Dalton, whether it's A.B., A.J. Green, whether it's, it's, Hat, it's always yeah. something with these two teams. But if you guys mm-hmm. didn't know, if you guys didn't know, they played a game this week. And I mean, it was an exciting game to me. It always seemed to be one of those physical games, and they, they seem to Chippy. take, yeah, they they always take it to to a another level where it shouldn't be. If you guys didn't know, Juju Smith was suspended this week. Ayaloka, the safety for the Bengals, was suspended this week. Also, Grunt was suspended this week. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But first, before we go to Grunt, I want to talk Juju and Ayaloka suspension. If you guys didn't All know, right. Juju Smith. Cracked back on Burf, did a crack back block on um, Burflick, linebacker mm-hmm. for the Bengals, and mm-hmm. you know hit him, hit him pretty. He delivered the delivered the shot, hit him pretty hard, but he stood over him, got a penalty, got a taunt penalty for that. So in typical Pittsburgh Bengals fashion, uh, Pittsburgh got the ball, uh, driving down the field. Big Ben delivers a pass to Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown catches the ball in the end zone. Aloka just delivers a huge hit, a huge shot mm-hmm. to AB. A lot of people, he did draw a flag, but a lot of people thought it was helmet to helmet. They thought it was a, a payback shot for what Juju did to Burflick. And um, these guys were suspended. Now, if you guys didn't know, Aloka did appeal. And uh, his, his, his appeal worked out. He's no longer suspended. He did receive a hefty fine. Juju Smith appealed as well, but his appeal his appeal was upheld, and he is suspended for uh I mean his, excuse me his his suspension was upheld, and he is suspended for the upcoming game for the Bengals. I mean right. for the uh, Steelers. Spade, yep. I want to I got a couple of questions. All right, 
How did you feel about the Juju hit on, on Burflick? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did when you first seen the I I Loka play, did you think it was a payback shot or did you think it was just I Loka trying to separate AB from the ball? And once you seen the replays of both, what's your thoughts? What was your thoughts? I definitely thought it was a payback shot, and I'm not I'm not even gonna say payback for the crackback. It's just like you said, man. It's history between these two teams. Like, a lot of times, it's teams that play like they don't really like each other, and then after the game, they chop it up. No, no, no. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, these two teams yeah. do not like each other. It you can look at what blood. happened in the postseason of the year that I still keep defending Marvin Lewis on. The Paris been trying to get Marvin Lewis fired for years, Word. saying this man don't have any playoff wins. They had that game one. They imploded. That game right there also involved... Cincinnati and uh, I mean uh, Pittsburgh. Spade. These two teams really don't like each other, bro. Spade. It go back before that when Hines Ward hit Keith Rivers and broke his oh, jaw. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hines Ward. Hines I mean, Ward. this rule, King. this crackback block. This is the Hines Ward rule. Hines it's Ward loved doing rule. this. Yeah, this man. This is his. This is his. This is his rule. But go yeah. ahead, Spade. And, and you're right. The, the history's there. Uh, I felt like it was payback, not necessarily for the crackback, but it's a I don't like these guys. They mm-hmm. hitting hard. It's chippy. Maybe some of they hit. You know what I'm saying? It was definitely yeah. factored in. After I saw both hits in slow motion, I got to admit, if you look at the Iloka um, hit, it, it didn't look as bad in slow motion, which is crazy because most hits look worse in slow yeah. motion. The Juju hit looked worse to me. It was helmet to helmet, and it seemed like everybody's so upset with the taunt. And the taunt, to me, was just icing on the cake. Like, it was, to me, it was helmet to helmet. Like, the crackback, he definitely led with the crown of his helmet. And, I, you know, I, I'm okay with it. I'll I tell you what's weird, though. And I know I'm going to date myself with this one right here, my older guy. But, man, I promise you, LaPaz, you go back maybe, maybe 10 years, bro. This game is celebrated. Mm-hmm. Like you talk about how good man, man. Did you see that that Steelers Cincinnati game? Mm-hmm. Man, that was a good ass game. Man, them boys was hitting. That's the that's the game you talk about in the barbershop. But because we got so much more information on CTE and and just the safety of the game, you mm-hmm. know that game got looked at. It got frowned upon, and them guys was balling, bro. It, I, I don't know. It's just the game has changed. I understand that, but. Yeah, man. I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with Iloka not being suspended. I'm okay with Juju being suspended. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna transition to Gronk in a minute, Spade, but as far as the Juju and Iloka here, I felt like both of those plays were bang bang plays. I seen a lot of comments and people was even tweeting me saying, you know, this 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 is just a dirty game. I don't feel like Juju like people were saying that Juju was trying to get perfect black birthlick back for what he did to A.B. in the playoff game. And I don't think Juju was like, oh, there go Burflick. Let me get him put. I don't think, I think it was a bang-bang play. He threw the ball to his running back, and he was trying to make a block. Let me tell you something, Mm -hmm. Spade. I played football for a a long time, bro. And those type of crack, you, when I tell you, you wanted those type of crack back hits. Like, you wanted to deliver those blows. You yeah. wanted to deliver those blows, but the way the league is set up now, it's kind of like that Kevin Hart, the way my bank account is set up, the way oh, the yeah. league is set up now, those things are not going to fly in the league. So I can understand the one-game suspension. I would have preferred – I actually think Juju got uh, suspended because of the, the taunting. I, I think it was the taunting that t- made the NFL was like, okay, I think if it was – if he didn't taunt, I think it would have just been a hefty fine. As far as I look, when you watch that play in slow motion – you watch that play in slow motion. I can see 
him turning his head, and he led with his shoulder. I mean, people going to say, I think he was trying to get him back. It I saw a little agree. bit of contact, but you could tell he made every effort That's in right. his ability to not make it be from the yeah. looks of it. Yeah, I mean, he I disagree with you on the juju easily led with the crown of his helmet and really oh, yeah. took AB out. But he made an effort to turn his turn his head and deliver 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 the blow with the shoulder. So I, I agree with him not not being suspended. He did receive a hefty fine. But Grunk, on the other hand, Spade, tell him what happened Grunk with was Grunk. Suspended. Well, maybe they didn't see it. Grunk, if you guys didn't know, the uh, Patriots played the Buffalo. Bills, and mm-hmm. it was a guy named White. Uh, I think his name is Tredavious White, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. That's he it. was he was uh he was like one on one with Grunk all game and he you know Grunk is a big physical tight end basically a wide receiver but a big guy so this this corner or safety or whatever he is was holding Grunk pulling on him a little bit and Brady forced the pass and threw an interception and uh, the guy was touched down by I think Brandon Cooks was touched down was laying on the ground Grunk for whatever reason got up. Hit him in the head with, with his little arm brace and gave the guy a concussion. If I'm not mistaken, I think the dude right now to this day is still in concussion protocol, pro- protocol and he is at risk of not playing the next game. Spade, I got to get your thoughts on Gronkowski. And, and Spade, you told me something that I didn't even know. You said Gronk appealed. Yeah. So, look, after this game, Gronk apologized and he said, you know, I was frustrated. And, you know, I, that's that's not the type of player I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I apologize for that. And, you know, and I guess that's what you want to hear. It doesn't make anything better. It doesn't unconcuss Tredavious White. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you want to hear, you know, you want to hear what you feel like is a genuine apology. You know what I'm okay. saying? And I felt like I heard that. Then uh, Grunk was assessed a one-game suspension. And Grunk appealed the suspension. Now, me, this is why I'm not, look, LaParis, this is why I'm not the commissioner of the league. Okay. If you if you commit some type of foul on the field, you know it. Obviously, you know it because you issued an apology for it after the game. So you know you was wrong. Mm-hmm. And me as the commissioner, you know, we assess you with whatever we feel like the punishment is. And you appeal it. You know what I would do? I would take his one game and give him two. Because how the hell are you going to go out there and do something you know is wrong and then appeal the suspension? So you saying, I know I was wrong, but I'm too good to be... Penalized the way I, I really got a problem with it. I'm gonna tell you something else crazy. Patriot fans are all over social media saying, "Well, that guy was holding Grunk the whole mm-hmm. game." What the hell? What so? So so what? So I'm telling you, man, that play right there. I I don't want to say that Grunk is a dirty player. I feel like Grunk has been in this league long enough. We really haven't seen a mm-hmm. history. You can't you can't follow you know a, a map of him doing dirty stuff. But that play for that moment, that was dirty. And in that moment, Grunk was dirty right there. Like, that was, I was just like, whoa. When I saw it, I was like, whoa. I couldn't believe that. I, look, Grunk didn't get ejected from the game. Am I right? Nope. I, I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. That thing was crazy to me. That's crazy. And and that's exactly why it should have been a two-game suspension, Spade. It should have been. It should have been a two-game suspension from the rip. Now, no one get. I think Gronk is actually getting off light. If Juju and I Loka are, are one-game suspensions, and those are bang-bang plays between the whistles. Now, whether you want to call it dirty or not, or or necessary or not, that's something different. In Gronk's situation, the play is over. He was touched down. The dude was on the on the ground, laying down, been touched down. Gronk maliciously, in my opinion. 
Oh yeah. Led with the arm, get, hit him in the head, and gave that kid a concussion, which can yep. lead to a, a hundred. I mean, we we've seen NBA players be out weeks with concussions. We've seen Steve Young retire for getting concussions. Like, oh, yeah. it, and it, it seemed like really that first one welcomes more. more. And I, you know, it, it 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 just Grunt Grunt tried to punish the 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 kid. Because he was holding them, that that's the ref job. That's the ref job to determine that. That's not that kid's fault if they never if they didn't call holding or pa- or passing interference on White. But for you to go that route, I, I think is I think he's actually getting off easy. I think Patriot fans, they I, I seen the same messages you seen. Well, he was holding them all game. I don't care. I don't care. You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what, babe. It, it, see, it it piss Patriot fans and Gronkowski off. If Bills people be if if Bills players be like, you know what? You want to do that to our to our teammate? Watch what we do to you next time we play. We automatically only hitting you low in your knee. Then it's going to be another issue. Like, oh look, look how they hitting Grunk. I would oh, yeah. I would tell my team to only hit Grunkowski oh, you low. Can't, you can't you can't tell your team that, bro. I would tell them that, bro. Because wow, I, I, that's what I would tell them. That's what I would tell them. Because this kid, this this kid. I mean, like I said, he's if I'm not mistaken, he's still in concussion protocol right now. So who know who knows? That that brain, we see they, they trying to protect people from these type of hits and stuff. At least those plays was bang bang plays. You you can understand what was happening. They threw it to uh, Bell at the backfield. What's the name was trying to make a block? Should he have taunted him? No. But crackback blocks have been in the game for the longest. I look he was trying to separate A B from the ball. Please explain to me what the hell Grunk was doing. You can't. Nobody yeah, can. Yeah, I, I don't know that I agree with you on the juju hit though, because my thing is, like, I can't. I'm trying to think, and I know I haven't seen every play. I can't think of him ever. I don't remember any other crack back blocks from Spade. Him, he did ever. that same drive, Spade. If you go check the tape, that same drive, he did the same thing again, but he did it to either a safety or a cornerback. He did the same thing. He did the same exact thing. He just didn't taunt. It wasn't a penalty or nothing. He did a crack back block that same exact drive. Did the same thing. Okay. He did the same thing. All right. I'm, Spade, I remember those was the hits in high school and college that I wanted. I was trying to crack back dudes all the time. I wanted to play spe- Like, we had this thing in my high school. If if you was a starter and you played special teams and you got one of those type of hits, you got a stick on your helmet, bro. I remember one time... Anybody that know basketball, they know this kid named Troy Murphy came out of Notre Dame. I played against Troy Murphy in football in high school, and we was on we was on offense, and we threw a pass, and Troy Murphy was tra- chasing the dude, and I tried to kill Troy Murphy. It didn't work out. It did like we kind of just hit and just stood up, like we both just stood up. But I was trying to kill that dude, yo. I was trying yeah, to kill Troy I, Murphy. I'm gonna have to but, edit this whole segment up. I mean, Spade, those right was the hits, on, bro. On we 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 had got little rough riders on our helmet. Like my my high school was the rough riders. We got little horses on our helmet for those type of hits. So I can like, I know the, the league has changed and it's a bang bang play. I, I I can understand what Juju and Iloka was doing. I don't know what the hell Grunt was doing. Grunk is getting off. Oh, you know easy. what he was the doing. The nerve to trying to peel that suspension. The nerve. Yeah, you know exactly what Grunt was doing. It's called being dirty. Matter of fact, let's move on. That's a great way to segue into the second topic for today's show, man. We're going to talk about whether or not it's a double standard for the way players are looked at or the opinions that we form in our heads about them. And, of course, I'm, I'm talking about this whole thing because Odell put a video on social media of 
Patriots quarterback Tom Brady lashing into, I'm talking lighting into offensive yeah. coordinator Josh McDaniels on the sideline. I mean, giving him the business. I mean, look, let me tell you something. My old man's a mean guy, military trained mean guy. Mm. And he has gotten into me quite a few times. I don't know if he's ever gotten into me like that in a public place. Like, for them to be out there, it was pretty bad. And Odell was saying he had a problem with it because people were saying it's passion when Tom Brady do something like that. And he was saying if I did that, they would call me a diva. They would say I'm mm -hmm. immature. And I think I think Odell has a point here. So, the parents, I guess, I throw it to you. Like, is it truly a double standard? And, and double, what, what do you think standard, causes bro. it? Let Not me ask you this. Let me make it a little bit more difficult. Go ahead. Do you think it's a double standard? I mean, the easy thing to do is to say one guy is white, one guy is black. But I'm going to give you a whole different level. Do you think it's a double standard because of accomplishments? Do they look at Brady and say, Brady's won this, this, this. He's got the right to act that way? Like, why do you think it's a double standard? I, I think it's I think it's part of that. I think it's part of race. I think it's... I think it's... I think... It's definitely yeah. a double standard, but it's a double standard in life. So I, I don't know true. why I don't know why the hell Odell surprised. It's a double standard in life. I mean, so, maybe he didn't get that talk because I know I know the talk I got when I was young. You got no, that talk? yeah, maybe he didn't. You know, I, I mean, I had to work to be the type of football player I was. Odell seemed like he always been elite, so he probably didn't. I mean, Lil Wayne said racism don't exist for him. That's what Lil Wayne said. So maybe it's a little different when you richer got money. But anyway. Uh, not only did Odell put a video up of just Brady and McDaniels, he put one up of uh, um, Brady when he was digging in the coach that's now with Houston. I can't think of his name, but the head coach in Houston. He O'Brien. Oh, yeah, O'Brien. Then he put up a video when he was digging in uh, Taekwondo Underwood. Shout out to him. He went to Ruckus. Taekwondo Underwood, a wide receiver. But o Odell, you know, Odell gets... Gets a bad rap because of his antics on the sideline. Not only Odell, it was T.O., it was uh, Des Bryant, numerous guys. But for Tom Brady and other guys, um, but Tom Brady is the first one that come to mind. I, I definitely think people give Tom Brady a break because he's just, you know, he's amazing. He done won, won a bunch of Super Bowls, MVPs, a bunch of MVPs. He ain't that amazing, bro. He ain't, he ain't that amazing. Yeah, I'm I, just saying, Spade, I think he definitely gets, gets, you know, a pass because, uh, you know, Odell Beckham and Dez Bryant. And it's funny because it's always like quarterback to receivers. It's always like that type of situation right there. But to me, I, I think it's a double standard. I think we all already knew this. I think it's a double standard in life. And I, I think it's just something we got to deal with. Is it fair? No, but life ain't fair. It's not fair. You're absolutely right. I want to read a tweet. Um, uh, Frank Isola had a tweet that I, I thought was funny. He said, makes perfect sense for a guy who's been in the league for five minutes, is on his third coach, is always hurt, has won zero playoff games to compare himself to Tom Brady. And Antonio Cromartie came for him. Crow said, first of all, he's not comparing himself to Brady. What he's implying is he's playing with the same passion as Brady mm -hmm. and has the same fire, but he's labeled differently. It doesn't matter how long Odell has been in the league. The only thing he wants to do is win. And to that tweet... Odell replied and said, thank you for understanding. Personally, I never understood why we as a society complicate things and confuse them for something they're not. You said it, bro. There was never a comparison except comparing that I love football, period. So I don't know how Frank Isola... So, look, I think Frank Isola's a pretty smart guy. Let me take that back. I thought Frank Isola was a pretty smart guy <laughs> until I read this tweet. Like, if you saw that 
and you thought that he was comparing himself to Brady, you're pretty damn dumb because obviously that's not the approach he was taking. He was saying, look, this guy has outbursts on the sideline just like me. Why aren't you calling this guy diva? Why aren't you saying this? Why aren't you saying that? And Frank Isola, you know that. You either know that and you playing dumb or you're really dumb. One, I, I don't know which one it is. Let me I go mean, ahead and throw a, that out a, there. It was a point in time people seeing Odell doing that stuff on the sideline, and they were saying he was a detriment. He was detrimental to his team. Now, of course, yeah. I don't agree with what Odell did when him and Josh Norman was on the field and they was wilding out. But we ain't oh, talking yeah, about that. Different. We're talking about the outburst yeah, yeah. on the sideline. Yeah. Uh, also, since we're talking about double standards, and I know the Pairs keep trying to ride for Juju, but some other players in the league who probably got that that reputation already, if they if they throw that block, like I don't even think we debate whether or not it's a bang bang play. And I know for a fact, if if uh, Vontae is perfect, if he does what Grunk did, oh, they trying to throw him out the league. Uh, I agree. They trying agree to kick 100%. him out the league. If he does that, they trying to kick him out the league. I, agree, I guarantee you. And I, I guarantee you. I'm gonna tell you who else had a problem with that spade. Mike Mitchell. Mike Mitchell had some choice words this week. He flamed. <laughs> He flamed the whole league. Everybody has said, you know, things like, you know, they they trying to. They, this is football. This is a man sport. This is a gladiator sport. And if they want us to play flag football, just put flags on us. I don't have to wear all this heavy crap because it is it is pretty heavy when you got all that crap on. But he said, you know, people are losing. People are losing. Are getting fined and losing game checks and are being suspended for playing football now. It's a double stand. This is kind of a double standard, too. I understand, and I like that Mike Mitchell said that, Spade. But I think as football players, football players probably, the NFL probably need the football players to sign these type of agreements that, look, 20, 30 years down the line, we ain't going to sue you for, uh, for a billion or $100 billion saying X, Y, Z. So it's it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a, a tough situation, like a double standard there because, you know, they, they they if I'm not mistaken, they just paid like a billion dollars to like former players for saying, you know, playing didn't know didn't really know about concussions and things like that. But I right. totally get what Mike Mitchell is saying. Like the, the it, they are trying to remove the physicality out of the game. Mm-hmm. Where it's it's man, football is a game of inches and seconds. It happens so quick. It, it happens so quick that it's it really it's does. tough to judge. The strike zone, and it seemed like it's only really. I think Ju, this situation with Juju is really like the first time it's really been like an offensive player. It only seems to be picking on the defensive players. I mean, even when Hines Ward was catching bodies, he wasn't. I think he was getting fined, but he wasn't getting suspended. Oh, now people are getting. Suspended. Yeah, but the league has changed. The league Boy, is, look. They was calling the league has changed so much. But bro, you remember they was calling Hines Ward a dirty player. They was they calling were. him dirty. They were. I, I, I mean, I want to know what side are you on with Mike Mitchell, though. I mean, I agree. And, and I, I I was going to let you finish. I don't even think they're trying to, quote, unquote, remove the physicality. They're trying to make it safer. And I get it. But you know what? That's Sometimes tough, you babe. can't make it safe. How? Look, because they, they – this is the thing. It's really no easy way to do what they're trying to do. All this information has come out about CTE and, and brain injuries and concussions in general and – Helmets are changing for how you, you know how they take an impact. It's a man, lot of information out told me to take the here. helmets off, and it won't man, be no about that. Yeah, come on, man. That's just absurd. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's I mean, absurd. way back then, they at least was wrapping leather around their damn heads. <laughs> Hold on, I don't. I don't know about that. 
But I, I will say it's, it's a tough situation, bro. You got the league who trying everything to protect their product. It's a, I don't know, it's a billion dollar industry. It's a lot of money. Everybody's getting paid. Even the guys out there who's taking all the risks, they're getting paid. The, the people who sitting back on the sidelines is getting paid. The referees are getting paid. The owners, of course, are getting paid. Everybody's getting paid. The scouts getting paid. The people that yeah. hold a stock watch at the damn combine. Everybody's getting paid. Everybody want to make sure their families are taken care of. At the same time, you have to at least make an effort to try to make the game safer. But they don't know the proper way to do it. And I can't help them. I don't know the proper way. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, okay, we don't want you to hit too high. We don't want you to hit too low. And you're reducing a six-foot-tall target to like a foot. You, you're mm -hmm. giving them like a foot, maybe two to hit. But like LaParis just said, it's a fast-moving game. Mm -hmm. Everybody ain't running, standing straight up. The offensive player trying to get lower than the defensive player. You might be aiming at their midsection. They dropping their head. Next thing you know, it's a helmet The helmet. You yep. getting fined. People calling you dirty. And it's frustrating for a defensive player because for years, the only goal you had was to get the ball carrier down. Yep. Now you got to get them down the right way. Can't hit too high. Can't hit too low. Can't hit too early. LaParis, I remember hitting your phone up. I think it was last year. It might have been a year before. When you get my age, years go by fast. And I was like, wait a minute defenseless receiver what is this shit what <laughs> is this shit you got to wait till the receiver come down out the air and catch yep, the ball and, and turn around and then y'all got to sign an agreement so i ain't about to tackle you now you ready all right yeah. i guess all right let's get it but once again back in my day if you play defensive back the one thing you didn't like you didn't like when an offensive lineman got to the second level and put them hands on you you didn't like when that fullback was coming around the edge and, and put his hands on you. You didn't like when you had Christian Okoye, Kevin Mack, uh, Hardhead, Hayward, Ironhead, Hayward. When you, these big downhill running backs, you didn't like that. So if you was a DB, your moment of glory came when a receiver came across the middle. Mm -hmm. When a quarterback threw a high pass and a receiver had to go up for it. You can see the enjoyment in their face. That was the moment they lived for. They finally get to crack somebody. Yep. You finally get a chance to get some paint on your helmet from somebody else. And now it's different. Like, I, I called the parents. I said, what is defenseless? Receipt? I don't understand that. What is that? Like, I want to hit him when he's defenseless. I mean, I don't get it. So the yeah. game has changed and it's, it's tough. Changed. And it's really tough for these defenders. And this is another reason why, and I know I'm going off, another reason why I, I still to this day tell people that um, Dan Marino is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. Oh my gosh. Every quarterback is throwing for a gazillion yards now That's because true. the defenders can't really do nothing. You can't touch the receivers. You can't touch them after this yards. You can't jam them too That's long. You can't hit them too high. Inflated. You can't hit them too low. Can't hit them as soon as they catch it. Can't hit them when they defenseless. Got to wait till they land. Like, damn. If you ain't throwing the football successfully now, you trash. You trash. That's that's really the truth. And and that's I, the I, truth. I like Dan Marino as well, Spade. But you know, people say. Oh, this guy passed Joe Montana and this guy passed Dan Marino and I don't want to hear it. They actually did that. Those guys did did that in an era when it was really more smash mouth. They ran the ball a lot. They ran the ball and, a lot. Yes. Like you look and at some of this, you look plays, at some of bro. Joe Montana games. He passed the ball twenty four times. Twenty like times. I was gonna say it was less plays in a game back then too. Less plays. Now, man, the pace of this game is insane. Yeah. It's a different yeah. game. I agree. Different game. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely, 
if I was playing, if I was playing football right now, I would not want to be a defender. I wouldn't want to play defense. And Spade, let's transition from there to a. Uh, we, we spoke about the physicality of the game, man. And I, I'm on record as saying, if I had a son, and I, you know, I wouldn't force my son. I wouldn't even want. I wouldn't want my son to play oh. football. I damn sure wouldn't force him. But I mean. If he wanted to play and that was where his passion was, I would allow him to play. But I damn sure wouldn't try and live vicariously through my kid and make him play football. And it's a sad situation happened also in that Pittsburgh Steelers uh, Cincinnati Bengals game. Ryan Shazier is out for the season. Like he went, looked like a textbook tackle type, did. type of hit. He went down, he grabbed his back. I mean, it, you know, it, it didn't look like anything serious. But whenever they bring out that stretcher and they caught, they caught a guy off. It was, it was reported. That he didn't have any moving, moving in his lower body, which is just terrible. I want to yep. say we are all praying for Ryan, uh, Ryan Shazier. I forget football. I just hope the guy is able to walk again. He ain't never got to step on a football field again, in my opinion. And I'll be good with that if he can walk again. Spade, when you seen the Ryan Shazier uh, play, how did you feel about it? Well, you said when they brought the stretcher out, but I actually knew a little earlier. Mm-hmm. After the hit, when he was holding his back, I wasn't sure then, but at mm-hmm. one point he was kind of on his side and he kind of turned over on his back. And when he turned over on his back, his left foot kind of, his feet looked limp to me. Like yeah. they, they looked like he didn't have movement of them. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. And then once he was put on the stretcher, when he was going off, it wasn't no thumb up, everything straight. He had his hands over his face and... And I was like, man, that looked bad. Like, that looked really bad. Yeah. And, you know, nobody, we haven't heard a, a update on his status that really tells us the current prognosis. We don't We don't know. I mean, we know he's got some some injury to his spinal cord. And I know he had a surgery, I think, to kind of stabilize his, mm-hmm. his, his spinal cord or the, verte- the vertebrae. But, you know, it's some people coming out saying they expect this guy to be gone for four to six months. And then he can start getting back in football shape. Me, and maybe I'm just a coward, but if this happened to me, bro, whatever time it take for me to get back on my two, I know where I'm not going, and that's back out there, but that's that's just me. That's just me. Yeah, you ain't get me back out there. I, just like I with said, David I, Pollock and his neck injury. That's right. Once David Pollock dodged that bullet, he said, put me in the booth. I'm out. And I mean, see, people don't need people. You can, you can be around football and don't have to be a football player. Ryan Shazier probably know... A ton of crap about linebacking. I'm pretty I'm sure, sure he does. does. He can be a linebacker coach. Backer. He can be a coach. He can he can go to college, be a, you know, get finish his degree, get a, uh, be a grad assistant, be a college coach, potentially be a head coach. I just want Ryan Shazier to be able to walk again. When I seen it, I'm I'm still like in shock. Like it just looked like a textbook hit, and you know. For 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 man, it's tough. It's tough to watch. And then after after that type of situation, these guys got to go out there and play another game. Got to go out and there and what, play. Uh, I seen I seen a tweet, Spade, during that game. Shays the Shazier play happened. The Shazier injury happened. Excuse me. Then Juju did that play. Then Aloka hit AB. And I seen a tweet. I forgot who it was from, but they said, "Oh, it was from the guy that runs the um Peter King." Peter King tweeted and said, man, if you had a son and y'all were sitting there watching this football game, 
and you see how the physical play and the injuries and the things that's happening in this game right here, how in the world, how in the hell can you let your kid play football watching that game? And it's a it's a question, it's a tough question for parents, especially mothers, that a lot of these guys, let's be honest, a lot of these young players, they come up in single parent homes, single mothers, mm-hmm. and I mean it's going it's a tough decision for a parent after especially after watching a game like that. You see say Shay Z yeah. go down and I pray to God that this man isn't paralyzed, but no movement in his lower body and it scares the hell out of everybody. Like yeah, I know I know damn well I wouldn't want I wouldn't want my son to play football. But uh um if I can go back Hashtag. I probably wouldn't even play. Buy your son a bat. Buy him a Louisville Slugger. I mean, we ain't going to talk about him on this show because baseball is trash. Baseball he ain't going to care because he's going to be rich. That <laughs> word. Let's move on, bro. bro. Let's talk some NBA. Okay. We Unfortunately, hit. we don't have a lot of NBA news. Good. Because LaParis and, and whoever just got the whole... I mean, it's just NFL stuff everywhere. But I did get a chance to not only sneak some NBA stuff in today's show... Anytime I can talk NBA and LeVar Ball at the same time, it's a good day here on Strong on the Sports. LeVar Ball is in the news again. I, I, I shouldn't even say, in, no, for everybody. It's good for you too. I shouldn't even say LeVar Ball is in the news again because he's never out of the news. That's true. And in case you guys didn't know, LeVar Ball just made headlines again by deciding he is going to pull his middle son, Leangelo Ball, from UCLA because he didn't agree with the punishment. And in case you guys don't know, Leangelo Ball and two teammates which is recently in trouble for having sticky fingers over in China. Mm-hmm. China said, you know what? We good with it. Everything's cool. I assume they got their merchandise back. Charges was dropped, and LeVar Ball thought that meant everything should have been okie-dokie at UCLA. UCLA didn't see it that way. The three guys still are suspended indefinitely, which basically means there's no date for their return. It could be tomorrow. It could be next year. And LeVar didn't like that. Uh, so... He decided he's going to pull his son from school. He went on and got both of his younger sons an agent. He is trying to get these guys to play overseas. And he gave this quote. He said, we're trying to get to the Lakers as soon as possible. We don't care. We got to go play in Africa. We're trying to get to the Lakers. LaParis, what the hell is up with your boy? No, no, no. No, 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 Spade. No, it's no, your boy. no. You've been, you've been an advocate for LeVar Ball all on this show. I want you to go first. Let me know your thoughts. Oh, wow. That's what yeah, we're doing? Yeah, you go. Because this is your boy. You've been so an advocate. LeVar, LeVar, LeVar. You team LeVar. You this team Uno Big shit. Baller brand. I'm going to cop me some down Big Baller brand slides. You just Talk threw down a boy. reverse on some Uno shit? That's what we're doing? Talk to your boy. That's right. You got to draw four over there That's too right. before I go or what? That's right. All right, so here's the thing. I said here on this show... When the news first came out that Leangelo Ball was suspected of stealing, I said, I, I didn't really think the kid did that. I couldn't really understand it. I couldn't fathom it. He did He it. basically came out and admitted to it. Whoever yeah. wrote his speech or whoever refused to write his speech once he got back to UCLA, I blame you. He came out with a speech that was one of the worst speeches I've heard before in my life when he said, and I'm sorry for stealing in China. And I was like, well, he did it. But I want to say this. The kid is young. He's 18 years old. And when you're 18 years old, you do stupid stuff. I did okay. some stupid things at 18. I did not steal, especially from a high-end luxury store in another country. But you do stupid things when you're young. By that, by me saying that, what I'm saying is I don't 
I fought him for doing it. He was wrong. I'm not one of those people to say, oh, he's never going to amount to anything because he did something stupid at 18. But this is what I think you, as a parent, this is where you have an opportunity to teach your kids about doing stupid things. You got to let them take the punishment that come with them doing mm -hmm. stupid things. If I tell my kids not to touch the stove because it's hot and they touch the stove, I'm, maybe I'm a bad parent, but I'm going to let them get their hand burned. Because for one, I told you not to do it. For two, if you want to do it and you burn yourself, that burn is going to stop you from touching it again. You ain't going to touch it no more because you're going to be like, ooh, now I know not to do that. So if the punishment is indefinite suspension, for me, if you my son, for one that was dumb, it's embarrassing. Here I'm over here talking big baller brand and you over there stealing shit. So yeah, if your hmm. punishment is a year suspension, you're going to sit for a year. I don't want to hear it. I still love you to death. But you're going to hold that L. That's your L. That's not mine. Like, you know, you're not a little kid anymore. You're 18 years. You're a kid, but you're not a little kid. You're going to make your mistakes, but you got to learn from your mistakes. I feel like LeVar pulling LiAngelo is a bad idea. And not for the reason that everybody else is saying. Somebody said, oh, um, I want to say it was, I don't know. I don't want to be wrong, but. Some NBA insider said, I've spoken with all the GMs, and all the GMs said, Leangelo Ball, not even on their radar. Nobody's going to take Leangelo Ball. And I'm like, eh, them same people, them same people who saying that he's not on their radar coming out of high school, none of them damn GMs had Steph Curry on their radar when he was coming out of high school. That's why he ended up going to, where the hell he go? Davidson. That's why he went to Davidson. GMs wasn't checking for Steph Curry coming out of high school. So my point of saying that is it's a lot of time for him to continue to build his game, grow his game, build his stock. These GMs, man, they change like the, the stock. They, they change like the Dow Jones. He could go out there and, and explode for one 30-point game, and he'll be on everybody's draft board. That shit changes daily. So the fact that his scout's saying they don't, they don't have him being taken by any NBA team, not even in the G League. I, I don't like that they're saying that. I don't like that it got reported. I think that's piss poor reporting. I wouldn't even share anything like that. But for me, man, I feel like you should have did that suspension. But on this one right here, I disagree with LeVar. I, I don't like what he did at all. Wow, I'm shocked because you I, I definitely don't that, like huh? Yeah, I'm actually shocked because I thought you was going to be like, yeah, they're going to the Lakers. They're going to go over play overseas and get spade. I thought that's where you was going, but I'm shocked. But I, I'm gonna have to agree with you 100. percent How about teaching your I me? Mean, how about teaching your son? You know what? You you. It's time for you to grow up. It's time for you to be a man. And when you do things, there's consequences to your actions. Oh yeah. So yeah, you. To me, I felt like this is Levar saying, "Up, uh, you don't you don't like something. Uh, you don't gotta do it. Boom. Let's let's do, let's do this other thing." And. Just to just to pull him out of uh, out of the whole college experience, that sucks. Cause I mean, I mean, who who wouldn't want to man? Who wouldn't want to be in college, have money? I mean, I'm pretty sure they riding around in something dope. Yeah, I think you got in UCLA. The weather beautiful. Yeah, yeah. To go, to go play overseas in China or some other place, I, I wouldn't. But I just felt like this is a mistake taking okay, his son out of UCLA. I just but. It's hard to go against what LeVar has done because it seemed like every decision he made so far has worked out. Like, I, I just don't, I just don't know about, uh, I just don't know, uh, even even pulling the, the youngest son out of high school. Now, I, I heard a lot of reports and I heard a lot of people saying, "Oh, in Europe they play 
They they play professional at 14 and 15 years That's old. True. I I get it. I get it. But I, I, I just think that LeVar, in typical LeVar fashion, I think this was an overreaction. I think the son could have took the suspension on the chin and still been living the college life, still been working out, doing his thing. And, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't like this, babe. I, I don't like it. I think LeVar... I think LeVar, I think LeVar is definitely... Well, I, it's his son, but I feel like he thinks his son, especially that middle that middle son, ain't nobody really thinking about that middle son. I think he thinks that middle son is better than what he is. Now, I heard NBA experts compare this guy to uh, a Sean Marion and a Jay Crowder and those type of players. And when I see, when I well, I, I ain't really seeing, but even those little high school clips we seen, uh, I don't know about that, Spade. I don't know about that. Hmm. I don't know about that. Spade, do this do this middle do this middle son have potential to make it to the league? Uh, he's got potential. I, I think his biggest obstacle is he's a tweener. Like, you know, at Chino Hills, he was kind of like a big, but he's not really tall enough to be a big. He don't really have the ball handling to be a guard, so he falls in that tweener range. I will say this. I feel like as of right now, I mean, and this is going to sound like a joke, at Lonzo, who's having some of the worst shooting performances we've seen ever. But mm-hmm. you could take UCLA Lonzo, and you could take Chino Hills uh, uh, LaMelo, who was doing pretty good, and I still think LiAngelo has the most consistent jumper of any of the brothers. I think okay. he's got a decent jumper. But what's going to be tough is if he don't have the explosiveness to create for himself, if he don't have the dribbles to create for himself, and he ain't really got the size to get down there in the paint and bang, like, you're going to have to put him in a system where you got somebody, i.e. a James Harden, who's just breaking the damn defense and kicking it out to you for them wide-open shots. Otherwise, I, I don't know how he's going to create for himself. He's still young. You know what I'm saying? And and you could possibly get that dog in him. You can look at it like this. This ain't no shade on Tony Allen, but... Tony Allen was in the league for one reason and one reason only. He was a dog on defense. Let's be I mean, honest. You look at Andre Robeson. Look at Robeson. So, I mean, I don't want people to be like, oh, well, he can't dribble that good and he ain't got a chance. He's got a chance. I mean, there's some things he's got to do. I mean, and it's possible. Honestly, honestly speaking, it's playing in China going to get him better? Like, being honest, better is it going to get him better than playing against college athletes? Like, come on, Spade. I... I don't think so. I think it could. I think uh, it could. I think uh, it could. Unless they got some Yao Mings and some Jeremy Lins and some Ying Ying. I don't know, Spade. Ying Jali. What was his name? What was the dude name? That Wang the Juju. Had? The Rockets had that guy. I don't know, Spade. Oh, uh, yeah. It's been it's been a few. Jelian or something his name was. Like, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I think it could. My uh, thing is this. Uh, and I even want to go back to the LaMelo thing. I didn't have no a way. problem with him pulling LaMelo from his senior year in school because everybody was like, oh. Wait, ain't he a junior? He a junior, Spade. I thought he was just going to say, you know what, I'm out on this senior year. And I was in support of that. But two years? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I wouldn't he, have done that. Because he didn't agree with the coach. Like, he told the coach. Like, like, the gotta co- be, he got I, the I coach. don't think it was that. Spade, I don't think he it was got that. The that is other damn high in the area. He got the yeah, old he got the old coach fired. The new coach came in there and said, you ain't shooting 50 times a game. And he was like, you know what? With my son out of here. 
He is, I, I, I don't know, man. Some of these moves LeVar making, bro, it don't sit well with me. And I know some people in this comment section right here is going to um gonna say, well, college isn't for everybody. And this is just my opinion. You don't have to agree with it. Spay, and me and you have talks about school all the time. And I always say, uh, uh, college is for everybody. Every college isn't for everybody. That's what I say, in my opinion. It took me three colleges to get it right. It took me three colleges. So every college ain't for everybody. But college is for everybody. Every college isn't for everybody. So even if LeVar would have pulled them out of school and be like, you know what? Uh, my, my son is going to transfer and go to another school or something of that nature. I, I, can, I, I, would, I wouldn't even be as a... I ain't even really upset. I wouldn't even really say it was a mistake. But for him to just take away a scholarship... You know how hard people work to get a scholarship to school... Come on, man. Like I agree. I, I, just, I agree. I don't sit. It don't sit well with me what Lavar is doing with his younger sons. But it's hard. Like I said, it's hard to say. Oh, what he's doing is wrong. Is wrong when everything he did, it's been working out in his favor. Spade You're right. Got, Let me ask you my one last question. point. My last point, Spade. Go ahead. Go ahead. Lavar got beef with the damn president of the United States. Like he is tweeting gifs or gifs. Of the him dunking on the president of the United States, and the president of the United States is replying to Levar Ball. Like Levar Ball is so big of a anomaly that the president of the United States is tweeting this guy. This shit is insane. It's insane. It, I, it's insane. I can't fathom. Let me it. ask you this. Go ahead. If okay, let's suppose Leangelo doesn't. Let's say Leangelo don't make it to the league. Okay. Let's say LaMelo does. Okay. Two out of three. I mean, 66 But you want to know what, Spade? And, and you're and you right. But two out of three. And I know somebody's going to be like, well, his son can always go back to college. But not on a free damn ride. Not a free scholarship. So, Spade, let me just let me just paint this picture for you. Say the, say the, say the second son. Say the second son. Mm-hmm. Don't make it to the yeah, league. He got a degree. Mm-hmm. He can slide right in and work for Big Baller Brand, have, you know, and, and run the business, run the day-to-day operations. He can do that operations. anyway. He can do that anyway. Oh, Spade, I, Spade, See, I told you. I, I get your point. I told you I get why your point. I went back to school. I ain't going to say it on, on our podcast, but I told you why I, 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 I went back to school. A lot of things look a lot better when you got that paperwork. Oh, that's absolutely right. But let me tell you something. For And I get everybody saying it. I saw somebody say, you know what, even if the kid... Is, is good enough to make it to the league. What if he play a year or two and he has a career in the injury? You know, he ain't got nothing to fall back on. And, and I know everybody's saying that, and that's all true. And I get it. And I understand why people cape for college like they do. I really do. Mm-hmm. I want all my kids to go to college. But I, we all know people with college degrees that be struggling to get jobs. Like yeah. it, it ain't like him going to UCLA and finishing there is going to guarantee that. him success and, no, and, and, and a happy life. That. You know what I'm saying? This man can still end up on one of those park benches over there in California you are 100% handing you correct. business cards and trying to sing to you when you just want to take a picture of the Hollywood Walk of Stars. I saw him over there. So, I mean... He seems to be pretty smart from a business standpoint. I'm not saying everything he does is right. They got the reality TV show. They got merch and apparel that's that's selling at this point, especially when he's in the news every single day. And he's got a son in the league. 
If the other two can't get right, I guarantee you it's going to be more reality TV offers. Reality TV is the trashest stuff on TV. I I really (laughs) don't watch it. I don't support it, but it ain't going nowhere because it's a bunch of nosy folks that want to watch other people's lives so bad that they don't realize it ain't even real. It's fake reality. Mm -hmm. So, man, it's it's just, man, I heard some of those reality TV people make 10 grand an episode. Yep. It ain't many damn college degrees you're going to come out with making 10 grand uh, anything. It ain't many you're going to come out of college making 10 grand a month. Like I said, it's hard so. to go against LeVar. Everything he's been doing so far seems to be working, even even with the shoes. Like, the shoes been delivered. He even said he sent the president red, white, like three pair, red, white, and blue. Yeah. Like everything, yeah. when you got the president of the United States, the president of the free damn world tweeting you and talking about you, and you making gifs of the president, it's hard to go against LeVar. I personally don't like these moves. I these these moves personally. But I can't breathe. We, we didn't even say it again. I can't breathe. I was just gonna ask you if you had any uh allergy meds over there. You can hand it to me. You oh no, 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 no. Alright, cool. I got allergy medicine. You straight? I'll make it, I guess. I, I guess. I mean, you know, if not, just finish the show strong by yourself. You got it. <laughs> I believe in you. Bro, get right. It's another part. Go ahead and tell them what else we got for LeVar. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you know, we didn't even get to mention that the Lakers done came through and put a gag order on reporters interviewing members of the players' family after the game. It's basically called the hashtag LeVar rule because the Lakers are just fed up with what LeVar has been saying LeVar has come out and said that if the Lakers played Lonzo in the fourth quarter, the Lakers wouldn't be this trash. And he said that Lonzo was upset and a whole bunch of other things. And the Lakers done pretty much put a gag order in their whole arena that you can't even talk to the members of the family because of LeVar Ball Spade. Take off for your Mm -hmm. boy again. You know what's crazy? Go ahead. Spade. The Lakers said this. You know, from now on, uh-uh. You can't talk to the members of the family of our players. You can't. You know what they doing? Catching their ass outside and talking to them. They still looking for LeVar. LeVar ain't even, it ain't like he's calling TMZ like, hey, I'm about to step out. Y'all want to pull up, make me look important? They telling, look, you can't talk to LeVar in here. They like, bet. And as soon as they see LeVar hit the exit, they boogie over there and they talking to LeVar outside of the, at, look, man. Because they know he got a hot take, Spade. He going to say something crazy and they can't wait to publish it. He's perfect for them and they are perfect for him. I don't know, man. Like right now, the media and LeVar Ball, they basically in a relationship. Let me ask you, Spade. Are are the Lakers second-guessing they pick? Hell no. Why? Why would they? Excitement's up. Ticket sales ain't been this high since Kobe had an afro. What you mean? Okay, Okay, Spade. Looking good over there. You ready to move yeah, on? Yeah, let's move. Spade, I got to talk about, I got to talk to you about a trade that happened in the NBA. And I know you're like, wait, what? A trade in the NBA? Oh, I know. Oh, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's been a trade in the NBA. It. If you guys didn't know, the free job has worked in the Sixers. Then traded Jaleel Okafor to the Brooklyn. They traded Jaleel Okafor and Stauskas. And I, and I think a pick to the Nets. The Nets just taking everybody trash to the Nets. For Trevor Booker, Spade, how do you feel about the trade? I I kind of like it, and I'm going to tell I, you I why. like it. I like it. Go ahead. I like it because Ja just want to play. Now, yeah. here's the thing. I got a friend. 
who's a 76ers fan, and this man does not like Jaleel Okafor. He says Jaleel Okafor is the worst defender in the league. I don't agree with that, but that's what he says. Everybody knows Jai is kind of a back-to-the-basket big, and them guys, they dinosaurs, man. Like, it's a different NBA. That back-to-the-basket stuff ain't really what people want to see. I think if they can sell him on being a pick-and-roll big, him and D'Lo could really get some things going. And Brooklyn just trying to get some picks anywhere. Because they gave all theirs away. They ain't got mm -hmm. no damn picks. So anything they'll take your trash if it come with a pick. If, like, literally, if you say, I got a bag of garbage, <laughs> and if you take it off my hands, I give you a pick, Brooklyn will take it. Now, I'm not saying Jai's a bag of trash, but I'm saying Brooklyn taking anything trying to get picks. I like that Brooklyn has realized, you know what, we gave away a lot of, you know, picks that could have made this team better over here, and they over there working, trying to make it shake. They, I like that they working, and I like that the Sixers just freed the man. Like, he, he it got to the point where he was like, I ain't even begging to play here. I just want to play. Like, mm -hmm. it don't make sense. And I saw a quote from him. He said something like, man, I really can't breathe. He said, "I, you know, I don't know much about how things are done, but other people in this league are talking to me, and they're saying that what's happening with me is not right. Like, not only won't they trade me, they're killing my trade value because they won't play me, so they're making me look like I'm a trash player, which is not typically what teams do if they want to trade you. They try to show you off a little bit or do something. So finally, he's out of there. I think it's a win-win for everybody. I was just about to say, it's a win-win situation, Spade. They got Jaleel Okafor out of there. Jaleel Okafor, he said, I'm not even mad at these guys. I just want to get out of here and I want to show my talent. And I think, you know, a lot of people was playing, down playing Trevor Booker. But I think Tre Trevor Booker is that dog type of player, gutsy player, junkyard dog type of player. Uh, like you said, Brooklyn, you if you're giving away a pick, they'll take everything. I mean... They, they take it everything. They don't care. It could be a third-round pick, and it's not even a third round in the NBA. They, they, they taking picks. They taking NFL picks. They taking anything. So, I, as far as the little over, I think I think it, it's a nice, it's a good trade for uh, Brooklyn. They they do have Mozgov, and I guess they're going to still eat that money. But I, I definitely see Jaleel Oka for maybe not in the beginning, but definitely sliding into that starting role. In my opinion, I was notorious man. I have said on this show numerous times that, in my opinion, Jaleel Okafor reminds me of Eddie Curry, and I got slandered for saying that junk. But in my eyes, that's that's who I see when I see Jaleel Okafor. I see Eddie Curry. If you guys don't remember, he used to play with the Chicago Bulls. He played with the Knicks. I actually think he won a ring with the Heat, if I'm not mistaken. I think he won a ring with the Heat. But I think he may have. I, don't I think know. he won a ring with the Heat. I don't think he played for the Heat, but I during that thing. But I definitely think he got a ring with the Heat. But I th I think Jaleel Okafor can. I think he's a solid offensive player, but defensively he's never locked in. And uh, I mean the Nets, they, the Nets need a lot of work. I think if if I think the Nets are willing to see, maybe they strike gold with uh, Jaleel Okafor and and see what happens. I think Trevor Booker definitely brings some more grit and guts. To the uh, 76ers front court. I definitely think the Sixers have an up average. They've been playing pretty doggone good this year. Especially with having Embiid off that uh, off that minute restriction. If the way Embiid, the way Embiid has blossomed this year. You might as well just move on for Okafor. Why keep him on the bench when he, you know. I agree. Why, why keep him on the bench? It doesn't make sense. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy it worked out for both parties. I agree with you, Spade. It's a win-win situation. All right, oh. so look, let's go ahead and move forward. This one right here is another opportunity for me to say I was right. 
which you kind of. I'm gonna just I, stop I mean, saying Spade, I'm, I was I right. Mean, I'm gonna stop saying really that. I'm gonna start saying right, though when this is oh, had, yeah. this has been the norm. Yeah, but nobody really saw it. Let me let the people know what we're talking about because they don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. Go they ahead. can't see the cue cards like we can. But this segment right here, man, we still kinda talking sports, but we kinda not talking sports. We're talking about what goes on behind the scenes. And I want to talk about Mel Kuyper, who I, I respect Mel Kuyper, don't you, LaParis? Yep. Yeah, I like Mel Kuyper. Cool guy, nice hair. Mel Kuyper does a great job of, of taking college talent and breaking them down and talking about, uh, you know, where he see them going. And a lot of times, I feel like Mel Kuyper influences GMs. I, I agree with that 100%. So here's the thing. If Mel Kuyper says you're going to be a bust, you might not be a bust, but he definitely can impact where you are drafted. And for that reason right there, I look at Mel Kuyper a little sideways sometimes because he got a lot of power and I don't want him to you know, be reckless with his power. And I'm talking about Mel Kuyper because recently he he said that he don't really see Lamar Jackson uh, <laughs> being a quarterback at the next level. He said that he's got a lot of talent and he's an athlete, but he's a run first quarterback and at only 6'3", which is funny to me because I swear when you're talking about the athletic quarterback, the size requirements, they keep growing. I remember if you was under six feet, uh, at that line, that would get you killed. When Mike Vick came out of Virginia Tech at six foot even, they was like, uh, he's only six foot, so uh, what can we do? I don't know. Well, this man is six three, and they like, at only six three. I mean, uh, mm. you know, so he's saying, can, can he play wide receiver? You know, he's an athlete, but he's a run first quarterback, and at only six three, you know, I don't, I don't really know how he's going to hold up. He said that for sure, there's no chance on him going in the first round. Like, for sure. At any at any position. And I call this last year, bro. Yeah. Lamar Jackson was chopping the nation up. He's yeah. chopping the nation up this year as On well. On a terrible team. On a terrible team. Mm. I cannot breathe. <laughs> he is chopping the nation up. And it just bothers me that nobody's even saying, you know what? Maybe he's not going to be a starting quarterback in this league. Or... You know, maybe some teams should take a chance on him and see if he's dynamic enough that he could do something for your team. Look at Russell Wilson, who's only six foot tall, who is an athletic quarterback who gets the job done because he runs around to extend the play. I don't know why people think Lamar Jackson can't be coached in that way, but they are already speculating there's a chance this guy won't be taken as a quarterback and pretty much guaranteeing you he won't be taken in the first round of Paris. So are you okay with that? And at this point, are you the second part of this question, are you ready? Are you accustomed to me being right all the time? Go ahead. Well, I'm not answering that second part, but as the first... Why? The, the first part, Spade... That's insubordination. I want to say, Spade, it's crazy because when Russell Wilson first came out, bro, it was reports that Russell... Russell they was trying to move Russell Wilson to safety. People probably don't remember that. And Russell Wilson said, Terrible. I am a QB. I want to. I, my question to you back. You don't got to answer now. Give me a minute. Let me finish. But I want to know: okay. Should Lamar Jackson say I'm a QB and I'm not playing any other position? Because we've seen other guys. Randall L worked out for him. Had a very long career. We've seen other guys like um, Cordell Stewart play both too. wide receiver, running back, quarterback. I mean, people probably uh, uh, probably remember seeing Cordell Stewart at quarterback. But that happened later. He played wide receiver with the Steelers in the beginning, and they used to run like a lot of little trick plays with Cordell Stewart. But, Spade, I want to say I'm not shocked at 
Oh, they do this all the time. They do this all the time. You know, and I know somebody in the comment section gonna be like, they don't only do it to black quarterbacks. Julian Edelman was a was a quarterback, and they oh, want to yeah. name some Eric other Crouch. guy. Yeah, Eric Crouch left the league of, because he refused to play anything other Woody than Dantzler, he played. He was a quarterback, went to safety, played safety. So I know they're going to say a bunch of guys, but I, I, I just think I just think that uh, Lamar Jackson, I think he could be special. I got a problem with his accuracy. He's not as you know his he his accuracy isn't that isn't that good. It's okay. It's, it can be better. His accuracy can be better, but. I mean, that's what you got coaches for. Coach him up, coach that's him true. up. That's true. Co- coach him up. Like if if you if you see all this immense talent and you automatically think, you know what? Let's move him to the to wide receiver. This dude been in the Heisman in the Heisman race. Won the Heisman. Been in the Heisman contention this year. I, I mean, I don't know what else. A, I don't know what else a guy got to do. You he won the Heisman. He was on a very bad team this year. He probably would have put up way better numbers if that defense wasn't so shitty. That defense They're is terrible. so damn bad. <laughs> they terrible. I, I mean, Wake Forest chopped him up for almost 600, 700 yards of offense. Like, that, that is just insane. That quarterback damn near completed 80% of his passes. The Wake Come Forest on, quarterback completed almost 80% of his passes. Like, everything was, was working. Everything. It's just, that team is so bad. So, I think a lot of that stuff hint. Hinders him too, man, because he can't he can't make a mistake. It was times where they was in a game and Lamar Jackson accounted for like six of the touchdowns. They mm-hmm. he got all the touchdowns. I, yep. I, I'm I, I want to say I'm used to this. I don't think it's right, but we we see this all the time. I, my question to you, Spay, like I said, should Lamar Jackson come out and say I'm a quarterback? I want to play quarterback, and if they and if they don't, they don't like it. He he may not get drafted. Should he do that or should he? transition to the you know be open to the move i mean we seen guy look at terrell Pryor, another guy yeah yeah what, what do you well, what, I, I can't what answer you that see for lamar jackson you know I, and I, I said this i i hate this this is one of the times i wish i wasn't right but i mean the same thing and, and i hate to make this comparison but i saw the same thing with denard robinson back when he was a quarterback at michigan i knew denard didn't have it lamar shows it in Braxton Miller, and some name flashes. a bunch of guys. Exactly. The thing is, man, the lore of the league, the fame, the money, the stardom, it's a lot. And it's, it's not easy to turn down because, mm-hmm. like you said in an earlier segment, a lot of these guys don't come from the best situations. I don't yeah. know Lamar's situation. So I, I'm not going to speak as though I know the guy personally. I don't. But the opportunity to still be able to change your life, your family's life, and your kid's life that might not even be here. I don't even know if you got kids. That That's tough to walk away from. I know you got your passion. I know what you want to do. But how many people get up every day and clock in and do something they don't want to do? That's true. So if I could do something I don't want to do and still be a millionaire, sign me up. It's tough to say. And, you know, like I said, we've seen, we seen a bunch of guys make the transition. But I just think they ain't even, they ain't even like, give them a, give them a, and none of those guys on there. I mean, Terrell Pryor, high-profile high profile player. But, I mean, none of them guys was chopping it up to the extent of Lamar Jackson. They exactly. wasn't winning Hosmans. Exactly. I mean. And you know what bothers me? Go ahead. I, and I'm going to say this, and then I'll be quiet. If you said this kind of stuff about Lamar Jackson and turned around and said similar things about Baker Mayfield, 
Mm. I would think you was playing on an even kill. Todd Mashay said he got Baker Mayfield going in the first round. Regardless of the fact that he's shorter than Lamar Jackson, he's more of a dual threat. I mean, look, Baker got a cannon. He'll throw that thing, but he'll run like hell too. And he's reckless off the field. And not only and he's that, reckless off the field. Not only that, Spade. Let me make another point because you know I watch college football and people kill me about how I feel about Wisconsin running backs and uh, Alabama running backs. They kill me. I'm a, let's talk about Oklahoma QBs. Aside from Sam Bradford, who's been on and off the field throughout his career. Say, I don't know if you can say Bradford. That's what I'm saying. But you, they had Hypo. They had uh, a guy named White. White. I can't remember the guy named yep. White. But Spade, they had quarterbacks that was putting up huge numbers. And I I don't want to be that guy, but Oklahoma QBs, they don't really transition well, kind of like USC. And I know somebody want to say Carson Palmer, but USC QBs and Oklahoma QBs don't really transition well to the NFL. I mean, I, I know people going to run off a, a slew of names, but as far as I can remember, as when I, since I've been watching college football and, and pro football, those QBs from USC, uh, um, Oklahoma, those running backs from Alabama, aside from like Sean Alexander and now kind of Mark Ingram, eh, I, I don't know, man. So while they slurping Baker Mayfield, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like they ain't even really, they ain't even really giving this kid a fair shot, in my opinion. But that that could just be me being biased because I like Lamar Jackson. I don't know, man. I, I like I, I the kid. To do this. I'm not saying the kid gonna come in and be Michael Vick, but I mean, how do we know? How do we know? We don't know. We don't. We I try to know. do this. I look at a quarterback, and if he's on the fringe, right? Yeah. You don't really know if he's gonna be a good NFL quarterback, good NFL player, and I try to look at how he goes, and then I compare people who's got similar talent or similar, you know, characteristics later. So you look at Lamar Jackson, and he don't have the he don't have the same frame as Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. But they basically said Deshaun wasn't it. And you look they at said. the impact Deshaun Watson had this season before he got hurt. And to me, that should boost the stock of a Lamar Jackson. And it's funny because apparently it doesn't. And I know this ain't fair, but I gotta do it. When I look at Baker Mayfield, you know who I see? Who you see? I see Johnny Manziel 2.0, though. Mm. I see Johnny Manziel. That's who I see. And no matter how things didn't work out with Johnny Manziel, it don't negatively affect the draft stock of Baker Mayfield. No matter how good things went for Deshaun Watson, it doesn't help the draft stock of Lamar Jackson. So I I don't know. It's just weird to me, man. I I want to talk about it because when I heard that, I said, here we go. Uh, The crazy thing, bro, and this is going to be my last point, and – I'm not caping because he's a cowboy, but Dak Prescott dropped in the draft because he had some off-the-field issues. True. He didn't have none of the crap. Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield ran from the cops. He ran yeah, from them. Drunk. Come on, man. Well, if you want to call it running. Well, yeah, if you want to call it that. But he ran from the cops, and they still got that kid going in the first round, which is just absurd, man. They they killed. They, I don't know, man. It, to me, is is in my opinion, it's not fair. I would, at least, I would at least like to see Lamar Jackson at least get the opportunity. At least, you know what? If you want to be like, you know yeah, what? We'll take you as a quarterback. We'll give you the preseason. But if if you don't, if you we don't see any progression at QB in the preseason, 
then, then we got to talk about a move, Lamar. How you feel about that? Not just be like, deceit. I mean, college ain't even over yet. And they like, you know what? This guy's going to be a wide receiver. Come on, man. It's just like, can you run around? All right, so let's do this just for fun. Give me your prediction. Do you have him being drafted in what round? I got, this him, is I got him being fun. drafted. I don't want to. I got him being drafted as an athlete. And then I want to say, I want to say fourth or fifth round, somebody, somebody will take him. It's funny because I, I got somebody giving him a shot at QB, but I got fourth round. Yeah. And, and we'll try to remember this. If we forget, those of you that watch our show and listen to our show, please remind us. Like, once it's draft day, we kind of, oh, we'll forget. Somebody drop it in the comment section, tweet us or whatever, and say, don't forget what you guys predicted on Lamar Jackson's draft stop. And, and it's, it's, what else it's, we got, bro? Bro, it's insane, too. Dude won the Heisman, was in the contention for a second Heisman, and can't even I play mean, You could make you the argument that he, should, he shouldn't Tim win it. Tebow got drafted in the first round, Spade. Hey, he can't even throw. Saying. I'm just saying. It, it, somebody explain that. Tim Tebow got drafted in the first round. Please. What's Play, understood on, ain't got to be explained. Keep it moving. Spe- speaking of Baker Mayfield, the, the Heisman, baby. The Heisman presentation comes on tonight. And if you guys didn't right. know, Baker Mayfield is one of the nominees. Lamar Jackson and Bryce Love, running back from Stanford, who've been putting up amazing numbers but nobody really talking about him i mean i guess people know about him because he up there for the heisman but you don't really hear bryce love talk when you hear you baker mayfield Barkley talk. You, yeah like you hear saquon that's a that's a great great comparison but bryce love been putting up monster numbers this year look him up but Spade, mm-hmm. i i put this i wanted to talk about the heisman because i mean baker mayfield probably gonna win he's probably gonna win it but definitely gonna win Spade, like we not hearing eh, it's the Heisman, and we not really hearing that buzz. That we not excited about the Heisman presentation. I want to ask you a question: Has the Heisman lost its luster, or are we just not excited this year? Talk to your boy. For me, it's completely lost its luster, and I'm gonna tell you why. It always pretty much goes to a quarterback. I would love to see these numbers, and I would have looked it up if I knew we was gonna get this in depth with it, but. It always goes to a quarterback. I'm going to tell you something else. It's like an unwritten rule. They really don't want the same person winning it more than once. They really don't. Because if they if they didn't care about that, I think Lamar Jackson wins it this year too. And it's just kind of like, ah, it's going to be a quarterback. And, and the fact that the way it is issued out is so predictable, to me that hurts it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and watch this long show when I know at the end it's going to end up with Baker Mayfield having it. And, and that's no shade to Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. I think Baker's deserving. I think you could also make the argument that Lamar Jackson is deserving. But because I know what's going to happen, I'm not going to sit here. You know, I'm not going to watch. I, I know what's going to happen. I feel like we all know what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and I, it's not the same, man. I mean, but like winning the Heisman, it, it meant something. And I don't know if it still means that. Like, nope. you won the Heisman. It was a big deal. Now we, I mean, it was a big deal. And I, I don't know, I don't know if it's just this season. I, I can't answer that question because I don't know if it's just this season for me. But last, for last year, I was, I was more excited last year. This year, I'm like, uh, I, I, and I guess it's probably because of the reasons you stated. We know Baker Mayfield is going to win it because Lamar Jackson didn't have, you know, his team. The wins. Like, the wins. He had a win. Team. Yep. And, I mean, Bryce Love went bananas. But, like I said, you ain't been hearing anything about no Bryce Love. Like, especially compared to another back like Saquon. They talk Saquon. 
they talk Saquon every week. Whether they win or lose, they talk Saquon when you have a bad game. Spade, this yeah. kid, uh, Bryce Love had two. 237 rushes, almost 2,000 yards, and now since they count bowl games, Stanford would definitely be in the bowl. He's going to rush for 2,000 yards, babe, and he got 17 touchdowns. Beast numbers. Insane. The, the kid played amazing. And, I mean, you look at uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, uh, 60, 60% completion, 25 TDs passing, almost 3,500 yards uh, throwing, six INTs, and he got 17 rushes. Spade, this is just insane. That's 208 crazy. rushes, almost 1,500 yards rushing, and 17 TDs. And Baker Mayfield, let me go to Baker Mayfield. Hold on, y'all. I'm going to go to Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield has 41 TDs and five picks, and he have 85 rushes, uh, 300 yards, and five TDs. Now, the 41, 41 TDs to uh, five picks, and is he completing seventy one percent of his passes, which is just amazing, insane. I mean, the kid had a great year. I, to me, I'm the Heisman is not what it used to be, in my opinion. I could be wrong. I'm interested to know how to so how the supporters of our show feel. Spade is the Heisman has the Heisman lost its luster? Because back in the day, man, you won the Heisman. It meant something, and maybe it still yep. do, but it don't. It don't mm. give me that same feeling it used to back in the day, in my opinion. And and maybe it's because of some of the people that's won it, man. You look at look at Ryan Dane when he won it. Thought he was mm-hmm. going to the league and do big things. I, I think it's the fact that the people winning it, it don't really translate into success at the next level. And maybe that's the reason why it's lost some of its hype. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. All right, so let's wrap the show up, bro. Let's get it. It's time for the part of the show that we call the strong arm performer of the week. This thing is is a diamond encrusted embezzled 14 karat go got some cuban links wrapped around it got a miami hurricane turnover chain hung around right. his neck if it had I, a neck I, spent, I don't even know if we should still call it the heisman a podcast should we because we just said the heisman trash <laughs> i don't you know what this is this this like this the grammy it's like an emmy and a grammy mixed together Word. and we get us a water way to a male or female who raises or her level of play to ensure that their team got the victory even though sometimes my co-host over there try to give it to people who lost the game. I stay on the job, though. I stays on the job, and I make sure he don't cheat. But, Paris, this week you are on the hot seat. Who is your strong arm performer of the week and why? I'm going to give it to a guy spade that has never Uh-oh. made That's strong arm performer of the week. And me and you both have been extremely tough on this guy, almost to the point where we was calling this kid a bust. Almost. But my I strong one performer like this you. week goes to Brandon Ingram. He had 21 oh. points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists in a block, and a clutch 3 assisted by Lonzo Ball. And a 107-104 win over the 76ers. And for that, Brandon Ingram, who has been playing phenomenal this year. I can't throw no shade to Brandon Ingram. This kid has been a player this year. But for that reason right there, Brandon Ingram, you are my strong arm performer of the week. That kid been balling, Spade. That's well-deserved. You know what? I'm going to give myself credit on your pick. Because oh, I said this year, if Brandon Ingram don't show me something this year, he's done to me. Oh, so it like, was just that talk that did it. Damn right. And he watched the show. And I, and I looked square in the camera. I said, Brandon, if you don't get it together this year, you're done to me. And, you know, sometimes you got to challenge people to be great. That's a really <laughs> good one, though. I don't have any, you know, any issues with who you gave yours to. I think I did a little bit better, though. 
Okay. I mean, you know. I didn't know this was a competition, but go ahead. I mean, it's not, but I mean, I'm a competitor, so, you know, when I win, I like to let people hear, and I win a lot. I'm giving my award to a guy who, I'm going to go ahead and give him two awards. Not only am I going to give him strong on performer of the week, I'm going to one-up the NBA, and I'm going to give this guy NBA Most Improved Player of the Year. Already? And we ain't even made it. Already? Yes. Be like, we need, yes. Like yes. I said yes. In. Bro, trust me. Trust me. Who's always right on this show? You or me? Me. See, I couldn't even trust you to answer that because you might have been wrong again right there. Me. I want to get this award to Victor Oladipo, who's been on a tear this year. And he is doing things with the Indiana Pacers. He got the Pacers winning games and nobody thought they could win. And this past week, not only did they win a big game in the East against the Bully in the East, they snapped the Cleveland Cavaliers win streak on the back of Victor Oladipo, who played 36 minutes. Scored 33 points mm. and also chipped in with, let me get it right, eight boards. I had to count them up. I don't know why it's written like that. Eight boards and five dimes. Let me mm. tell you something. Victor Oladipo had to listen to, and LaParis, I'm talking to you too. All right? Don't lie on me. Victor Oladipo had to listen to all of you heartless bastards all last year say Russell Westbrook had no help. That's what y'all said about all those other professional NBA Sometime players. Scenery, spade, it nah, helps. Uh-uh. Nah, uh-uh. you finna get fussed at. He had to listen to that shit for 82 games and however many games they was in the postseason. I don't remember. But can you imagine going to sleep every night knowing that you Victor Oladipo, the 2017-2018 NBA most improved player. You, he knew it. He knew it last year. And he had to listen to people like you Say, Russ ain't got no help. Nobody else on that team can't play. They can't create for themselves. They can't shoot. They trash. They shouldn't even be in the league. That's not what I said. You can get four guys out the neighborhood that play better than those guys. They're terrible. They suck. They cheat. Victor had to listen to that shit for 82 games. And don't nobody deserve that, Victor. Don't nobody deserve that. And that's why he's playing so good this year. And Vic, I believed in you the whole time. I said right here on this show, he ain't got no help. Ain't that Victor Oladipo? Ain't that Victor beside him? You said Victor Victor? Oladipo numerous times on this show don't have a jumper. Well, he got one this year, so you was wrong. (laughs) You sure I said that? I'm positive you said that numerous times. Was my allergies messing up? Even back when when he was with Orlando. Go ahead, Spade. Maybe my allergies was messing up when I said that. Vic, I don't know if I said that, Vic, but I don't think I did because I believed in you. Check the tape, y'all. I said that's Victor Oladipo. Vic, for that performance against King James and the bully in the Eastern Conference, the Cleveland Cavaliers, you are my well-deserved strong on performer of the week and NBA Most Improved Player of the Year. Bro, it's well-deserved. Victor Oladipo has been a monster. That's a right. monster this year. That's right. But we need to find a way to get him down to Miami. <laughs> y'all got De- y'all got Deion Waiters. What are you talking about? Yeah. Dion kind of in a wreck right now, bro. It ain't yeah. going too good for Dion. Yeah. Where he from? Is he from New Jersey? Hell no, nah, he from Philly. Oh, that's close yeah, to New but, Jersey. Yeah, uh, yeah, Waffle House weight is greater than Dion weight is. But um, wow, Spade. <laughs> Whoa, what we the hold up, hold up. Ain't you still a Bulls fan? Huh? That's what I thought. It yeah, ain't gonna be no heat nah. What? Man, marketing is just that. 
marketing. <laughs> Calm down. Yo, we got Chris Stapps 2.0. Stop. Anyway. He's not that. Listen, listen, listen. And Space, first of all, Space, you can't even give Oladipo most improved player yet. We don't even know what Zach Levine going to do. Like, Zach Levine might come back and be averaging 30. Then he... Hello? <laughs> man, <laughs> if you don't get out of here with that... Listen, listen that man, man went averaging 30 before he went down. Space, before Your biggest I mean, award. He had big, he had big cat, and he had Wiggins out there. He got nobody blocking him now. Up. It's go time. Stay before I close the show. You got anything else up. to add? Um, you know the Dolphins won the other week, right? Oh, Did the Cowboys? All right, go ahead. I'm yeah, done. the Cowboys won. I gave my dude strong up for him of the week last week. What are we doing? I just asked. Calm down. Listen, I'm man. So angry nowadays. As usual. Wow. We want to thank you guys for your continued support. We want to thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Strong Arm Sports. Wait, bro, I want to say something. Go ahead. Uh, we got snow in Georgia, bro. Oh, my gosh. It was a state of emergency for a half an inch of snow. Damn right. Everybody was out of work in school. Damn right. All right, go ahead. I just be wanting to talk, man. Like, when you say, do you have anything to say, I feel this pressure that I should say something. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I want to thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Strong Arm Sports. As usual, if you new here, bang the subscribe button. If you're a regular here, hit the like button. It only take two seconds. It's a little That's bell right. up there somewhere. You can click that bell and you can get notified. You can get a notification sent to your your mobile device to let you know when a new episode is being has been uploaded to YouTube. If you don't want to see two dudes arguing on YouTube, we got audio podcasts everywhere. SoundCloud, Podomatic, iTunes. We want to thank you guys for your continued support. All the love you guys have been showing us for this long... I mean, it's been 150-something episodes, and you guys have been amazing, man. We cannot thank you guys enough for your continued support. Thank you for rocking with us. We cannot do this without y'all. Thank you for all the comments, the tweets, all the love. We can't do this without y'all, man. We want to thank y'all. We mean it when we say we appreciate y'all. We'll see you guys next episode. We out. Peace. Peace.